Welcome back with the Evolve Pugilist, episode eight. We're talking about being tooled up and what we mean by being tooled up are people that actually walk around carrying um, knives, sharp implements, or potentially a firearm. Over the past few months, we've heard um, quite a few distressing stories in terms of people being um, stabbed up. Most recently, um, there was an attack on a female um, in Leicester. She was stabbed and slashed in the Bronson area. Um, so regardless of the pandemic, etc., and the stats, um, which we'll go into details about, what we've done is we've just kind of gone through a few of the stats, spoken to a few people um, and got their thoughts and feedback in terms of the reason why they feel people, and in particular um, young people, um, feel the need to actually carry a weapon. Um, so we're going into details there as well. Um, so yeah, with it being a pressing issue across the UK, um, you know, we want to talk about what can be done to kind of prevent that. And also the Home Secretary has um, looked at investing £30 million across 18 out of the 41 police forces to tackle the issue around murder, knife crime and other serious offences. And some of those areas include Leicestershire, the Metropolitan Police, West Midlands, Greater Manchester, Merseyside, West Yorkshire, South Yorkshire, Northumbria, Thames Valley, Lancashire, Essex, Avon and Somerset, Kent, Nottinghamshire, Bedfordshire, Sussex, Hampshire and South Wales. So quite a few areas. Um, some of those are not surprising, such as the um, London area and the Manchester area, uh, and obviously our neighbours in terms of West Midlands um, and Nottingham. Um, I think what what's quite interesting there is when you look at the link between London to Manchester, you're looking at the county lines as well, where there's a big issue there in terms of the drug dealing side of things. But let's focus purely in terms of young people and being tooled up, etc., Titch, what, have you got any experience in terms of any times that you've been threatened with an offensive weapon? Um, yeah, I, I have. Um, I've had a, a time, I think what was very, very long time ago, I've had someone pull out, uh, pull out a gun on me. Mm -hmm. um, this was near Melton Road, very long time ago. Um, not a good experience, um, but I've not, I've not, I wouldn't say that, you know, someone that put their gun to my forehead or something like that. Um, but, it was a, it, it was scary. Once I, I don't want to die, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was I think that's been the only time that I can remember. Um, yeah. Do you think it was an imitation weapon or do you think it was a legit firearm? It was legit because the guy then ended up going and robbing someone's car. He, he then got caught by the police and he they found a gun on him. Same person. Same person. <laughs> Shit. Live ammunition. I don't, I don't remember all mm. that. I, I don't know. It was a very long time ago. Yeah. yeah. What about yourself, Pac? Uh, yeah, uh, a few times I've had uh, knives pulled out on me. Um, obviously, never uh, had it used on me. But yeah, it's been a few times in uh, the past where yeah, I've had uh, knives pulled out on me and that. And uh, a couple of times it's happened uh, when I had the shop, and I've just I mean I just stood there. I I always say obviously so you we always say if someone pulls out a knife on you, the best thing to do is run. But Obviously, um, yeah. When the guy's doing it, um, I'm just I'm just stood there telling him, "What, what is it?" And yeah, he's uh, he just stood there and he didn't do anything. And then he's like, "Oh, watch! I'm coming back! I'm coming back!" And then that night, he's coming to the doorway and he's like, "Watch when you close up!" And this time, you were uh, and then there was another time where somebody else done it. Um, and then yeah, so it's happened a few times. But like I say, 
always come away unscathed. Yeah. But yeah, it's not really, it's not really a nice, not nice experience. You know what I mean? What, what in terms of the types of people that were kind of bringing blades into the shop when you're working there? I mean, obviously, it's, that's your livelihood, so you ain't gonna kind of back down, are you? Exactly. Yeah. So um, there's been there's what, been they, like crackheads or no, no, like um, just like there's one customer that I banned, um, and yeah, he's like, uh, I think it's like, I think um, I'm sure he's a racist guy because he said a few comments and this time you have a, I don't think nothing of it but yeah. it was him and then um, there was another guy um, that I think might have been yeah a, dr- a drug user or a drug abuser or something like that um, again I think he, he must have just carried it for protection or whatever yeah. and yeah uh, again him uh, another one that got barred um, but yeah um, that's I think yeah and then I think maybe there's been a few other times um, I'm not going to mention uh or who it was in this time but yeah no. there's been a few there's been a few times where uh again it's happened not at my shop or anything like that but um but yeah like i say come away unscathed so it's all fine but i mean if if there's a situation where they're coming at me with a knife and this and that I, yeah i think the best thing to do is run because you know I mean? you can't you can't really fight somebody with a with a knife or a blade so mm. it's one of those things i mean unless you're trained in, in the crazy way of disarming this that, and other, and that's not always going to work either. Do you get it? Do you know it's funny you said that because I was just thinking that because it, you know when you're training, you know you're gonna you use a knife, but you use a like a fake knife. Training knives. It's yeah. a training. Yeah, knife. we you do know, that all the time, but obviously but you're still gonna different. get caught. You're gonna get slashed. You might get stabbed. Yeah, but like obviously me and you are training, and you know I'm gonna stab you in training. I'm not really gonna try killing yeah. you. Are you when you when you are on the street? They 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 their intention is to kill you. Yeah, yeah. So mm. I, I reckon. But the only thing there is they don't know how to use the knife. Oh, I don't think it's a matter of how you know how to use a knife. I think the difference there is whether someone's got intent to and use there's it. The intention, there's isn't the it? intention yeah. to use it. And I think there's the element of intimidation of having, I've, I've got a blade. Yeah. Now, you know, whether you're looking at robbery attempts and all the rest of it, you know, some people use a blade to make life easier for them to actually rob someone. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to stab anyone. But mm. I think there's a lot of... But don't get me wrong, obviously, if you've got a knife, right, and, and somebody is posing a threat to you, are you not going to use it? Do you get that's, that's the thing. In terms of if it's, um, if it's deemed was reasonable self-defense, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, if someone comes into my house um, and my family is there, then it's game over. No, of course. I, but I I'm, say saying, every time. I'm saying if somebody pulls that knife on you on the street to try and rob you and you're not having none of it and you try and fight back, they're going to use that knife. Of course they are. Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. You don't have to be trained to mm. use a knife. Yeah. You know, it's point the sticky end in. That's it. Um, you know, but I think, you know, in terms of some of the arts that you kind of hear about and you see all the Jason Bourne disarms and stuff, yeah. in training, yeah, you can make it look extravagant. Of course. And stuff. When you've got someone that's fucking on crack or whatever yeah, yeah, and not, th- they're not going to give you the blade, they're not just going to kind of let it, the blade slip out of yeah, the hand. Yeah, of course. If you get them sort of floor for instance they'll change the blade from the right hand to the left hand or whatever um so you, you know you see quite a lot of the mcdojo stuff yeah, in terms of yeah. you know people disarming even with your firearms i mean you know learning the the kind of combative elements of disarms etc when you've got someone that is going to be at a distance you can't disarm someone with a gun of course you they'll shoot you from 10 foot away so i'm sorry but you're dead yeah. um there's not really any art that's going to teach you to kind of deflect that unless you kind of raid and you can teleport from one Matrix. point to another exactly yeah. um stopping bullets but the reality is is the reason they're offensive weapons is because they're designed to do one thing and that's to kill you know otherwise why would we have an army 
you know, you'd have your civilians going out there and mm-hmm. doing what they're doing, etc. But I think there are arts that do teach it. And I, I actually enjoy the weaponry element because I think it's keeping the tradition alive. I mean, the arts that we learn, there, there is the element of single blade, two swords, two sticks, single stick, etc. So the Kali Radman screamer side of things. Um, so I think it's important to understand that because you also understand the kind of elements and how weapons can be used against you. But, you know, will it work? Will you come away unscathed? No, it's, you know, I say it every time, don't I? It's like saying that you're going to go swimming and not get wet. Someone pulls out a blade, someone's getting cut, someone's mm. getting stabbed. It's what you can do to reduce that from happening. Um, Tactics-wise, what could you use? And, you know, definitely seeing if you can leg it, then do it. If I'm, You know, if they're asking for my wallet, and I know I can actually call the banks and say, cancel my cards, I throw the fucking wallet in the road, and hopefully there's the double-decker bus coming. Um, you know, and they're dumb enough to kind of step in when the bus mm-hmm. is coming. Um, but no, you know, yeah, absolutely. If, if, if I've got absolutely no choice, then, you know, yes, would I, would I protect myself? Yeah, by any means necessary. You know, this is where I'm talking, not just going for punches, etc. I'll be grabbing balls, I'll be poking eyes and mm, ripping everything. Yeah, exactly, yeah, you know, to survive. But, you know, touch wood, we've not, we've not been in that situation. And then also the argument is, if somebody does want to stab you, do you always see the blade before something no. happens? You know, somebody walks behind you, etc., and they do it intentionally and they stab you in the back. You, you, you haven't got time to respond to that. Yeah. So none of us are superheroes. And I think the, the reality is, is when a, when a, an offensive weapon is presented is you got to take that shit seriously. Yeah, of course. You know, your life is, um, you know, there's no price that you can put to that. You know, if they're asking for your phone, fine you know there might be some sentimental things on there in terms of pictures and all the rest of it nowadays everything's backed up in the cloud anyway so you know realistically would you want to kind of get into a scuffle with someone that's got a blade or would you say take the fucking phone take a picture with your eyes and say i remember that fucking face and then uh, report it to the police etc you know what it's funny personally someone came to me with a knife Mm. or something i'll give them what they want but there's there's the thing as well with a lot of youngsters now they've got that pride yeah, of course. Um, they've got that pride that they won't give it because um, they know their friends will laugh at them. I think that's the thing. With our generation, we've grown up. We've probably all been there. And I think that's another question I'd like to ask is how many of us here have actually carried? I'll be the first one to admit it. I've carried a weapon. And, you know, in terms of being bladed up, I've been, I grew up in Burma at least, for fuck's sake. Um, you know, back in the 80s, 90s. You're telling me that was a pleasant area to grow up in? Of course not. Do you know what I mean? So you get into fucking scuffles with like adults, you know, always heckling racial abuse at you and sometimes you're kind of outnumbered and all the rest of it. Now, it wasn't all the time. Um, you know, it was just that odd occasion where you'd feel, fucking I feel a bit vulnerable today. I feel, you know, something's going to happen. Have I ever pulled it out? Never. Never needed to. It's always kind of revert back to kind of using your fists, you know, not knowing the kind of severity of if I was to be um, stopped and searched and they found a blade on me, what the severity of that would be in terms of, um, you know, probably a sentence, etc. Yeah. Minimum sentence for carrying a blade, I think, is four years. Yeah, now it's gone strict, hasn't it? Yeah. I think I think when you're younger, you, you've you not got a lot to lose, especially, you know, when you're young. I think mm. as, as you grow up, you've got a lot to lose. You know, you've got work, you've got a criminal record and stuff, and you don't really want that because you've got to provide. When you're young, you know, you've got your parents, um, or if you've got elder siblings, you know, they can provide the bread and butter in the house. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever carried pack? When I was a little kid. Yeah. So when it's, I was a little kid, I used to, yeah, um, obviously, yeah, when I was a little kid and stuff. What about when you are on doors? Nah, no, never on doors. We've never been allowed to. I mean, I've, I've known of a few that probably would have had, you know, concealed knuckle duster here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Extension yeah. poles nah, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Knuckle duster, CS gas and yeah. all that. But stuff. I mean, the thing is, there's that element of if something was to happen, you have to write it in your black book. 
the end of the day, if police come around, you have to kind of report any issues that have kind of happened, yeah. anything that you've kind of taken off people, etc. Um, and it's all kind of documented in there just to cover yourself. And that's kind of the protocol that you'd use from... Nowadays, you don't need a black book because you've got everyone's food on cameras, <laughs> haven't you? Yeah, all the evidence is there on people's cameras. But um, you still, you, you know, you always look like the, the, the bad guy anytime. And majority of the time, if something does go to court and they do find something on you, you're already kind of in the bad eyes of the jury anyway. So there's no point risking oh. it. The thing is, as a door supervisor, you're not there to kind of annihilate people. You're there to basically keep the peace and make sure that everyone's safe as well. So by being tooled up, you're doing the opposite because then you've got that kind of temptation of wanting to use it when your job is to actually ensure that everyone's having a good time mm. and everyone's getting home safely. Of course. There is that time where you think, you know, I wish I was able to fucking just use something because you're pissing me off now. I mean, <laughs> the times that I've worked the doors and I've had butter knives pulled out on me, I've had fucking blades pulled out on me, I've been fucking threatened plenty of times. You know, someone with a sawn-off saw shotgun drove by because we escorted them out. Um, and I said, there's, there's always that risk element in terms of doing the security side of things. But touch wood, they've never had to come back and kind of really go throughout with their threats, etc. But I think if you if you have that kind of attitude where you're really kind of going back and forth with them, that instigates kind of, right, I'm going to fucking do it. It's that threatening thing, isn't it? It's like, I've got this, now what are you going to do? You could be a pussy and kind of, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, come back in. No, you stand your ground, but you don't kind of over, you know, step the mark. Of course. You, you have to, buy, you know, the reason I've thrown you out is because I'm sticking to that now, but don't treat me like I'm a gimp or anything, but you're not going to kind of show fear either. But you have to do it respectfully, otherwise people will capitalise on that. I mean, when you was working the door packs, did you ever come across any experiences like that. I know you've worked at some very, 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 very um, dire places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to um, say it politely. I've, I've, yeah, but I've never, um, I've never had nobody threaten me with weapons or say they're going to combat with anything. No, it's always, yeah. It's never, I've never had that about. Uh, on I don't doors. think a nine millimeter would do much to you. Only. I think they're going to need a fucking 12 gauge slug. <laughs> Yo, has anyone ever stuck it on you on the door? No. No. Well, okay. Makes no. sense. Mm-hmm. I, I think someone would be stupid to like maybe if you see the size of him to maybe try yeah, sticking it on him. I wasn't this big back then. Yeah, but you were we're big. Going, we're going back to like, you were big. Shishi's boxing days and bigger than an average yeah. person. So well, everyone's big. If we're talking about average person and talking about you, <laughs> everyone's bigger than yeah, you. Yeah, obviously before. they are. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about him standing in the doors with a screw face. Nobody's gonna say boo. They're gonna say fuck that guy. But yeah, no, I never. Yeah, never had like. Um, don't get me wrong, we had like there was obviously loads of scuffles and this, that, and the other, mm. and all that sort of stuff, but never a straightener, never weapons. Yeah. No, no, not, yeah, nothing, nothing like that ever on doors. So, doors, um, I can say I'm lucky. Uh, so, you've had to... more bad experiences of being on your own convenience <laughs> shop. <laughs> yeah. Do you mean? And rather than working the doors yeah. where people are under the influence that's and all it. the rest of it. Yeah. I've had, I mean, bad. like I say, doors has only been, yeah, scuffles and, Chucking people out and that's what stuff the like fun that. part. Yeah, but it's never been. It's never. I don't even think. I don't think I've ever cracked anyone flush on the door. I don't think you should. Yeah, I know you shouldn't. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I don't think I ever have done that. Do you get it? I, I remember there was one instance where we was in Loughborough, and uh, this is when I first started uh, working for Shish, uh, at a place called Custard Bar. I think it was in Loughborough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it was me and. Uh, Av, yeah, remember Av, me and Av, Mr. Singh, Singh, Mr. Singh, Singh yeah, me yeah, and yeah. Singh. I'm not gonna say nothing, but yeah, we was on the door, and then Kamar came okay. to, just just to chill. Kamar was there just to chill, and 
all of a sudden they've disappeared and then I was pulled me in because I'm on the front and I've gone inside and there's like 10 men just rumbling, just rumbling, right? Mm. So I've gone in there and, with like, with, and Kamar's jumped in, Kamar's, <laughs> like, Kamar's going mad. People just, and then people are just flying out of there like jazz from Fresh Prince. <laughs> people, yeah, that's how people are flying out of that place, yeah. So like that, yeah, it's been things like that, but as in like risk factors and weapons and that, mm. so been pretty that's, that's been blessing. I think, you know, there's not a lot of people that can actually say that, especially working in that industry. But I mean, one of the things that we did look at is... Um, the UK's capital has been dubbed murder capital at the minute, and that's basically London. Um, already in terms of 2021, there's been 12 young people, teenagers, that have been killed with, due to knife crime. And in comparison to um, 2020, there was 14. With 2020, it's kind of a bit quieter as well because of the pandemic and all the rest of it. But the figure for 2019 was 26, and by the looks of things, considering that we're only in May, if things don't improve then, you know, there's going to be a few more young people that are going to be kind of, you know, killed, murdered, injured, etc. I reckon there's a lot more than they say. They're not... They're not it's not all being... It's like we were discussing earlier reported. in terms of how much is this actually reported, but we're talking murders. Yeah. Murders would have to be reported. So, you know, in terms of any incidents that have been happening, you know, someone's been threatened with a blade, how many of them actually reported to the police? How many of them are looking at street justice and thinking, I'm going to get them back, I know who it was, etc. and all the rest of it. So they avoid telling the police, but... You know, the, I think there's that vicious circle there, isn't it? In terms of someone pulls out a blade, they don't do anything with it, and then you think, I'm going to get it, do something to them now to mm. kind of stop it from coming back and escalating further. There's that mentality there, isn't it? In terms of back and forth. Yeah. And who's like gang going stuff ahead. as well, isn't it? Exactly. That's all it is, yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of them, you know, very innocent. I think there was a stabbing in Leicester. Um, 16-year-old was stabbed in Hinckley. Um, luckily, they've survived. Um, there was, but the teachers and um, other students were very quick in terms of administrating first aid. Um, that was in Hinckley. 22-year-old last year, um, dispute over a taxi fare was stabbed in the neck. Um, Bronson Gate, he unfortunately passed away. And I think there, the person, the defendant was actually um, sent down in April, end of April, I think it was, or was it this this month? Um, but that was that's what been ongoing for since uh, I believe it was August mm. um, when that happened. But again, look at the ages: it's sixteen, twenty-two, um, eighteen-year-old was stabbed in a park by two fifteen-year-olds in Market Harbour, um, and then you're looking at a twenty-year-old who was stabbed recently in St Matthews following a fight. So I think he survived, um, luckily. Um, but since March twenty fourteen, there's been a gradual increase in the number of knife and sharp instrument-related crimes. In Leicester alone, there's been an increase of 3% since 2019 to 2020. Yes, so I've got here as well. In 2019, there were five killings, 13 attempted murders, eight rapes or sexual assaults, 286 robberies. With a blade? Uh, yep. Wow. 122 threats to kill and 435 assaults involving a knife or sharp object. Overall, Leicester crimes is up by 2% year wow. every year. So, really... The whole thing in terms of them doing an initiative, which they have done, Lives Not Knives, was an incentive that the um, Violence Reduction Network and the, the Leicestershire Police Constabulary did. I think it was in April, they did it for a week. Um, I think it was um, Operation Scepter or something like that. Um, but they basically put the metal detectors in hotspots and increased the, um, the stop and search of people. I think there was approximately 36 arrests um, you know, in terms of people that were carrying or suspected of using knives in a crime, etc. So they really tackled that in that week. Um, but again, the Home Secretary, like I said earlier, they've invested 30 million in those 18 areas to kind of tackle that. So hopefully, um, you know, those stats will kind of come down. It has to be done. And I think, you know, with regards to the Mayor of London, they fucked up 
big time when they cut the kind of police force and all the rest yeah. of it. I think that's where there was an mm-hmm. increase. People can argue that and say it was going to happen anyway. But if you kind of dramatically decrease the number of bodies on the streets to patrol and keep the safety and of young people especially, you know, mm-hmm. taking away the powers because I think the restrictions of stop and search or there, you know, there's a bit of um, stereotyping there in terms of targeting your black African males and um, Afro-Caribbean males, etc. There, there is that stereotype as well. And I think, you know, I, I can remember seeing one video that actually stopped and searched a, a young person and he was actually carrying a, a Rambo blade. And you've had all the kind of locals pestering the police saying, why are you stopping it? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? For fuck's sake, he's carrying a fucking Rambo blade. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens if you use that blade on somebody that you know? You know, you'd ideally... Uh, if, if you've got it in your kind of castle, your, your home protection kind of thing, then that's fine. But getting your hands on something like that is, um, there's, there's only one thing that you want to do with something like that. And that's kind of bad things, bad oh. intentions, isn't it? So, um, no, you know what's funny? I was thinking about, um, I think was it in Stoke on Trent or something where mm. um, some guys went into a house and stabbed a, guy, a kid for, um, so he was selling clothes. Yeah, I've read about that. Canada Goose or something yeah. like that, just running to his house. So they were, he was defending his mom, and um, during that time he got stabbed, he got killed. But they went in there to rob his clothes because he was selling clothes. Designer clothes. Yeah, man. But you know what? Not only that, now people are getting robbed for them scooters. Yeah. Um, I've read as well in London, you know, in, in, in central London, when people go out and they're drunk, they're wearing expensive stuff. Kids are trying to go in and rob them as well, yeah, rob their get, watches and stuff like that. Rolexes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. See but that's nothing time. new, though. I mean, if you look at what happens in the states, we you know kids just get shot for your Jordans and stuff. Yeah, trainers and jackets yeah, all the time. So you know, it's not. I think what back in the day when we were growing up, I think there was some legit gangsters about. I think what's really kind of happened nowadays is social media has kind of perpetrated this kind of impression for young people to kind of live up to mm. through the music that listens to what they see on tv and you know how they think they need to kind of be you know to be accepted by the peers and stuff so really you know in terms of young people carrying are they doing it for any particular reason i think we've got a couple of things you know when, when we ask some of um the listeners for some feedback a lot of them are saying that young people carry for for protection self-defense in case they were ever attacked and need to protect themselves and i think that's quite a common thing isn't it i mean that's kind of my standpoint when i was younger that's why i carried is what well, it was for self-defense but you know if you get into a scuffle and you're kind of getting your ass handed to you and you pull out a blade and stab someone it's going to go against you isn't it so really what do you need to do there is learn how to kind of fight you know your basics learn boxing you know le- learn something where there's a combative art to it so you can actually just buy yourself a second or two and then have your fitness on point leg it out of the situation if possible easy to get a hold of and i think we mentioned it last time as well in terms of you know you, know, you have to go to kind of the range you know if you've got someone that's looking 18 or over they don't even get id'd they can purchase a kitchen blade or take it out of the kitchen block from home mm-hmm. you know it's that accessible and that's so easy to kind of conceal as well isn't it being around people where carrying a knife is acceptable and being the normal. I think, you know, if you grow up in a household where crime was an issue um, and they believe that's a lifestyle, they will grow up and see that and think it's okay. So, you know, I was just reading this article um, that it says they, they want, the police wanted to find out why kids are carrying knives. Yep. And, and they're saying that all, almost one in four people said they had previously carried a knife. And the reasons, um, just some reasons are a, major, a majority of people on road feel like they've got a point to prove. So it's either me or them. Um, self-defense. Self-defense. Someone tried to grab me off the street before when it was late at night. So now I feel very unsafe. 
self-defense and peer pressure, feeling threatened. Yeah. So you know them days where you, know, you maybe feel threatened, you might just fight them. When I was just kill them, finish the up the trouble. A lot of the term that they use now is I'm going to wet you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, do you know who I am? I'm going to wet you. Try to make a name for themselves, but doing it for the wrong reasons. And I think, you know, you kind of, you are worried about that because if there's an increase in, you know, the way we used to grow up and go out and manage things is you kind of have a little straight, you know, you know, whoever kind of wins, you shake hands afterwards and you kind of do your own thing, you know, get on with life. Mm. Nowadays, it's, not, it's you know, I don't, I, I, when's the last time you've seen a one-on-one? You know, every time you kind of see all these videos that kind of circulate and all the rest of it, you kind of see it starting off being a one-on-one. And next thing you know, there's like fucking 10 of them just jumping in. The only thing, the only time I see a one-on-one fight is on TV. Yeah. Like boxing, MMA yeah, or something yeah. like that. That's it. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't see that thing. Absolutely. And I think we mentioned the county lines already. And I think a lot of the older gang members um, are getting younger people. Recruiting them, yeah. Recruiting them. But, you know, also, which police officer is going to feel the need to search a seven-year-old to see if they're carrying or not? And I think that's one of the things, isn't it? is the dangers of actually having someone so young, someone so innocent, naive, to actually feel and be surrounded by people like that, um, to be carrying. I think, you know, they've exhausted the idea of having females carrying, so they've kind of looked at, you know, having young people and, you know, having a seven-year-old, knowing that I've got kids that are, you know, half that age, potentially oh. growing up to that age, and then, you know, being at risk of actually being exposed to something like that, you, you kind of want to avoid it at all costs, don't you? Yeah, you would. Um, what else is there? Gain respect, like you said, from the peers. Um, make a name for themselves. I don't know how the fuck they're going to do that by carrying a blade because I think, in my opinion, um, nowadays, growing up, if you are carrying... You're a pussy, man. Pretty much. I think carrying a knife now is, is normal. Yeah, you have, no, you have to it, assume it, that everyone's... It's, it's, it's a normal. Yeah. It's, it's a normal, bro. If you're going to have beef or have a fight or whatever it is on road that people have, you got to assume that that person is carrying... Even yeah, obviously, yeah. if you whether you carry or whether you don't, you always have to assume that that person is carrying something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because of uh, it's just like it's like the pandemic. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. it's all over the place. Knife crime and this thing. Sorry, to go on. sorry. Check this out. Yeah, I was reading on the Daily Mail. Yeah, even though I know Daily Mail is a load of shit, but in in London, Selfridges, two guys were fighting each other, were trying to stab each other in, with with knives. I think in I see the video of everyone. I think I see mm. the video. Imagine that. Is is crazy? Like it's just whatever it is. I don't even know if they know each other. Whether it was a gang war, but it's like must have been. It's it's so it's it's crazy, man. Because look at the average Tom Dick and Harry going out to shopping in Selfridges or Harrods or wherever. Whether where you know there's going to be a lot of eyes. There's going to be CCTV everywhere. To them be pulling out a blade and scrapping each other with a Ooh. blade, you know, that's fucking... Well, they ain't got nothing to lose though, innit? That's exactly, the thing. exactly. I mean, you look at places like Venezuela and, you know, some of the third world countries where it's a little bit more run down. That is how they survive. They, they, stabbings are very common um, in places like that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we, we live in a developed country. Um, so for the need of actually ruining two lives, the person that you stab and potentially your own as a young person... You know, you, you might need to kind of rethink your outlook on life in terms of what your long-term ambitions are. I mean, what is people's goals? You know, you stab someone once. It's a bit, you know, you could say the same in terms of you punch someone on the street in a drunken brawl and they fall and crack their head and die. That's manslaughter, isn't it? Of course it is, yeah. Um, you know, in terms of a blade, it's because it's an offensive weapon. It's no, I don't think it, you can say it's manslaughter per se, can you? Mm. Now, there was a video you sent me the other day in terms of a doorman that was working. Was it Mills and Keynes? Yeah. It looked like it was a box cutter. 
Literally, yeah. one of his brethren had come out and he just literally started slashing him. So I thought face. he was punching him. No, it's, uh, that, uh, when I looked at it first, I was like, okay, he's got his um, his buddies involved. Then I saw, no, he's going downwards with a slashing motion. Mm. And he was slashing him up and he looked like it was a box okay. cut or a Stanley blade or something. Um, but that, you know, that, again, it's like the hooligan culture and stuff. Chelsea smile and all the rest of it is, you know, it's, it's always been around. There's, yeah. there's always been that element, you know, the old school gangsters and stuff. You watch it in the movies and stuff and it's like a little bit of kind of, I'm going to remind you who, who you fuck with. Mm -hmm. Then they get the old blade out and kind of mark them. You know, yeah, yeah. I think that, that, that there's that gang initiation as well, isn't it? You know, it's, you know, um, in Chicago, I think it's called a book 50. Where they have That's to been and, around for, forever. Yeah, book yeah. But the book fifty is from and try and get someone's book fifty is from Rikers Island Prison uh, yeah, yeah. in New York back in the days. Obviously, um, they used to obviously cut people, mm. uh, slash them with the uh, uh, what's it called, um, the thingy blades. You know, um, shaving blades. Yeah, either the shaving blades or just the normal cutthroat razor blades. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. thing is, when they cut them with that. They either give them the buck fifty, and because they get like it means basically one hundred fifty stitches. Yeah. But the thing is, that wound never closes. It's yeah. it's hard to close that wound and stitch it up and stuff. So it's always open and yeah. But that's where that originated from. Mm. But people used to yeah. And then if you go back to that, people always in the streets and that in New York and this that and the other used to carry blades under the tongue. You know, razor yeah, blades yeah, in yeah. the mouth under the tongue. You know, stuff like that. So. Juice. Uh, above the rim. Above the rim. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Buddy. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that was a big thing in New York. Mm. That was a big thing in New York. I think a lot of the cultural elements in terms of what's come, what happened in the States has massively come over to the UK as well. Yeah. Um, and I don't, not necessarily the gun culture. I think that if, if it's gun related, there's, you got some serious badasses that are fucking legit gangsters that fucking, you know, have a, an arms or something. I think, you know, to actually get a hold of one, it's not hard. No. Uh, it's not, not hard at all. all. But, you know, you, to have one, there's got to be a reason for you to have one. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. you, you're not having it to scare people, mm. you know, if it's a legit firearm. And I think that was one of the other statistics, wasn't it? There was like handguns were the most popular. Then it was imitation firearms, so like BB guns, etc. Um, I think nowadays they've tried to kind of make them look less realistic. And like orange orange and blue yeah. and all the rest of it. But you can still get them, but you have to, I think you have to um, sign up to them and it's all licensed and all the yeah. rest of it. Shotguns was quite low down. Um, surprisingly, I thought shotguns would have been a little bit higher up okay. there, but um, yeah, handguns and um, imitation firearms were the most common, but again, easier to conceal, isn't it? Um, but you, you know, people like that, they're not going to shoot a random person, um, not like in the, the you know, the, the, U, the US where they have like the drive bys and stuff, and oh. innocent people get shot. I think here in the UK, did an innocent person get shot? Yeah, in London, was it, was wasn't it? The, the, the um, no, it was a BLM group, wasn't it? The, the I thought it was a, shot in the head. I thought it was a, 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 a Black Panther woman from London. Um, right. And they sh yeah, in Peckham, they shot her in the head. Yeah. Um, what was that related to? Was she innocent or was I think it? I she was innocent. Yeah. She just got shot in the so, I mean, caught in a crossfire. We know it happens in was the UK. It's not as common, though. Mm. Um, so we're not saying it doesn't happen. It does. But not as you, you don't read about it as often. I think yeah. in the UK, knife crime is more popular than yeah, the yeah. crime side of things. Um, and I think, you know, in terms of people wondering what can we do to kind of tackle this is educating the young people to explain to them that you know there is no pride or you know you're not bigging yourself up or impressing anyone by saying that you're carrying mm. you know if, if if a young person came to you pack and said I've, i'm carrying a blade I'm, I'm ready to use it as and when what would your advice be 
Oh, you don't need to use a blade, man. Just, I mean, if if it's a if it's a situation where they've got to knuckle up or they've got to, you know I mean, if they've got a, if they've got issues with someone, mm. right? Then I mean, talk it out. If you can't talk it out, just have a straight one. So I mean, but then obviously you've got the issue of if they're coming to me and say, look, this person's carrying a knife, right? They're looking for me. I've got my knife. It's kill or be killed or whatever. Mm. Then, I mean, what would you do in that situation? Well, you got those those. Um you can actually bin it. Um, there's some like yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, so yeah. I, I think advising them that you you know to avoid it. I mean, we've had young people come here and they kind of said you know someone's messaged me and they want to have a straightener and stuff and it's like well why have they messaged you out of the blue? Yeah, and it sounds like they've got other intentions. Of course, and potentially sending someone and encouraging them say yeah yeah go scrap them etc. No, you'd never encourage. But I'm saying if it, if it's if it's one of the I things. I think there's where, a time and place. If yeah, you want to course. do it, do it in a boxing ring. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do it, do definitely. it where you learn. But the thing is, nowadays, what well, the the term is on site. Yeah. So yeah. that's what it is nowadays with the kids. I mean, as soon as they see each other, wherever it is, mm. what it is, whoever they're with, that doesn't matter. Nothing matters. I mean, it's there, just, there is that as well. I think there's there, there's that loss of respect. You know that yeah. um, was it. A young person was walking with his mum. They just stabbed him in front of his mum. Killed him. Yeah. Yeah. He died in his mum's arms. That was in Birmingham so last year. Really, really sad. That is, yeah. isn't it? But I mean, but this is the thing, isn't it? In terms of that naivety to actually think that that's acceptable. Mm. You're not just ruining one person's life. You're actually ruining, you know, the whole family, yeah, the friends, the people that know them. But also you won't because I don't think your parents are going to be proud of what you've done. You know, that's mm. not the kind of intention. They don't of care. They're, come on, if they're out killing people or stabbing people, they, I, I doubt they care what their parents think in this no, time. They, no, I mean? they probably don't. But, you know, the, have they actually put themselves in the parents' shoes to mm. actually feel, you know, you've now done this, you're going to go to prison, you're going to, um, you know, you've, you've ruined your career prospects, etc. I think, you know, there was a professional, I think it was in Leicester, um, he got into an argument with someone, he was on the phone and um, some chap was saying shit behind him and all the rest of it. And he had his bottle at the bottom, you know, he was holding his bo um, bottle of beer. And as he went to turn around and punch him, the bottle broke on a stool and he actually ended up slashing the fella's neck. Right. So, you know, he, he didn't want to, you know, stab him or hit him, but he was holding the bottle and it cracked on the way up and he, he slashed the neck. Um, and I think he was he was a professional, was he a graphic designer or something? I can't remember the full details, but, you know, an incident like that, you know, he was remorseful. Mm. You know, it's not what his intention was. He didn't want to kind of slash the guy. He didn't want to bottle him or anything. He didn't want to punch him. But, you know, moments of heat and all the rest of it is like he was fucking lashed out. Mm. And I think that's, that's another thing to kind of consider is, you know, when you are under the influence, you know, you can make those decisions and they all potentially can be ruining your life chances of what you potentially want to do, what you're currently doing, because an employer wouldn't be impressed. Mm, oh, don't worry, we'll keep you employed. As soon as they find something like that, out, you're out the door. So, you know, I think nowadays, you know, I don't, I don't know what it is. Future aspirations for young people doesn't seem to be as important nowadays. You know, I, I don't want to kind of tarnish my family name. You don't. Of course. You know, you don't. We, course, you know, yeah. we want to be respected. We know what we can do in terms of being martial artists, etc., we have carried in the past, but that was from naivety, I think. Um, I don't think it's something that I would do now or feel the need to do mm. now. Um, you know, if I've got tools, then my hands, um, then my knees, then my kicks, then my elbows, etc. whatever I've learned, but only as and when I need it. And, you know, what I would like to do with these young people is I'd rather them know it and never need to use it than need it and not know it. What about yourself, Titch? What would you advise a young person if they were telling you that they were carrying? Do you know what? I'd, I'd definitely ask them well, the reason for it. Um, why why they're doing it um and just just take it from there to be fair yeah. um if it, if if it is for if it is for for gang related stuff or yeah. like you know you can see in london um 
postcodes and shit like that. You know, you just have to. Do, I think it's just about educating them, telling them, explaining to them what the consequences is. Um, telling them, yeah, you know, you kill someone, yeah, you look like a bad boy in front of your friends for a day, two days, week, mum. When you're getting when you when you're being locked up for twenty five years and shit like that, I said you you really think they're gonna give a shit about you? I said you're gonna be in four walls. Yeah, that guy's gonna be dead. You're gonna be surviving, cool, but you're gonna be in four walls. You're gonna have a life, mm. and just just explaining the explaining shit like that, and then just getting them to you know um, maybe speak or watch stuff about people that have maybe done stuff like that in the past, and you know. Because I'm sure there must be videos of people that have been in prison for 20, 25 years for committing that crime and them explaining themselves that, you know, it's, it won't worth it. I've just lost 25 years of my life. A, I think there's a lot of incentives and a lot of um, anti-knife crime projects that have cropped up, especially yeah. in the London area, where they have actually had um, ex-gang members um, that have kind of converted into doing positive things for the community yeah. because I think even they've realised enough's enough. There's too many young lives that are being kind of wasted. Yeah. See, I know someone who who's, who stabbed someone seven times, um, and um, if we and went into prison, did a did a bird. If you were to ask him, would mm. you have done that again? The answer would have been no. Um, maybe one in maybe ten would have said, yeah, it's cool, but that's maybe because guy's stupid or you know he, he's not been educated enough, but majority of them would regret what they've done and mm. it's just they just wish that you know maybe if they could just rewind time back and not do not you know maybe think before th you know think before they do certain things yeah sometimes it's a little too late man do you think there's an element of okay you know a young person makes that bad choice uses a blade by being tooled up heat at the moment um stabs someone goes to prison very remorseful regrets it restorative justice in terms of right, I'm going to change things around. I'm going to do something for the community, and you know, use their experience to actually do better for the upcoming youth. Do you think that's justifiable in terms of what they've done as, as a decision that they made? Do you think that's you know, in terms of restorative justice? Do you think you could actually look at that person and say, well, you actually stabbed someone, you killed someone. You know, even though they've done the time, they've come out, but they wanted to actually now give back because of a mistake that they've made. Do you think that's something that people would kind of warm to, or do you think they'd kind of Still look at them in a different light. No, you you know what it is it, as bad as it sounds. You need someone that's been there, yeah. who's been through that situation. Because look, you, you can't if you if if for example if you're gonna talk to me about not being a gangster and you know whatever, you can't tell me if you've not been through that situation. You can't say oh you know don't take drugs, don't do this, don't do this. But if you've not done it yourself. If yeah. you've not lived that life yourself, I think you you'd you'd click with a person if you've gone through that situation. So have some sort of uh, connection. connection. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you you need that kind of connection, especially with this young generation. I think you're right because I think if you look at having somebody that's never gone through that, have grown up in a lovely area, and presents themselves really well, doesn't even kind of um, address the young people how they want to be addressed um, or talk on their level. That young person is close book i'll give you like an example like obviously my father's passed away if when mm. someone comes and says to me i know how i know how you feel you dickhead you've still got your dad how do you know how you, like mm. how can you tell me you know what you feel you know yeah, yeah, yeah. just that's just like a prime example mm. um yeah i just thought i'd just use that as an example no, that's, that's a good example well yourself pat you know anyone that's actually made some bad decisions in life um but they're regretting it now and feel that they need to do something in terms of giving back um so they can educate young people not to make the same decisions no, yeah, I'll be honest with you, like, um, I know, um, 
yeah, someone who used to uh, like yeah, carry a knife or um, what? Well, no, not a kid or nothing. We're not talking mm. about like teenagers, or nothing like that. We're talking about grown ups now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I went to uh, stab someone. Um, obviously missed where they were going to stab and ended up stabbing them somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, didn't kill them or anything, but obviously that's not the intention that they had. Um, and then wasn't remorseful, didn't regret it or anything like that. Um, I think circumstances could be different for people. I mean, you know, if you find out that your missus had cheated on you and with your best friend, you yeah, know, you yeah. can see that red mist kind of thing, you know. Of and, course. You know, I think that's happened. You know, there was a gentleman in Leicester, I think it was, and I think he attacked his wife um, for assuming she was cheating because she started the world of work, um, talking to colleagues, etc., living a little bit of a life. Right. Um, and he got that jealous envy and had that rage. And I think he used like a ceremonial axe, um, killed her. Um, you know, even though that he was like saying that, you know, he, he wants to have some form of control over what she does, even though she's working and stuff. That that was actually in Leicester. I'm, I think it was 2017, 18, I think it was. Okay. Um, but, you know, that, that element of, you know, they, they were in the 30s as well. So, you know, although we're focusing on, you know, um, being tooled up, yeah. generally being associated with young people, um, you know, other people, um, the older generation yeah. may still have their intention to carry a weapon, but with a reason. Um, you know, whether they see a fit of rage and all the rest of it. I mean, you know, there's no way saying it's correct. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of that weighing it up, isn't it, in terms of was it, is it justifiable? Yeah. Um, I don't think taking anyone's life is justifiable unless they're a paedophile um, or a rapist, etc. Um, you know, that, that's my own opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, or well, if they try, obviously, if they come to your house, it, come to your doorstep. Absolutely. If they've yeah, got bad yeah, intentions, yeah, then yeah, I'm sorry, that's, yeah. that's deemed a self-defense. Yeah, you know, course. I've got my wife, my kids. Of course. Um, you know, the rest of my extended family, etc. Uh, you know, uh, if you're going to choose between you and them, it's always going to be them to get it. It's so, a no-brainer, yeah. isn't it? I mean, even though the law states that if they are running away from you, you can't do anything. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, as a moment, you know, if you're in that certain situation... I don't think you're going to think of that. No. Uh, you know, there was the, the, was it the farmer as well who shot um, a burglar? Um, I think that was in Leicester, wasn't it? Yes. Um, uh, I, it was, was it an Irish guy or something like that? Was it that one? I think so. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, they were all saying that, you know, because he was running off, you shouldn't have shot him. And yeah. The thing is, it's like, the man was protecting his castle. Yeah. You know, if the person's breaking into your house with bad intentions or wanting to rob you or potentially rape your wife or whatever, you know, you don't think about if they're running away from you, you're going to, you're going to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but no, I think, you know, some, sometimes, you know, the older generation can actually have, you know, the financial issues and whatever it is um, that kind of causes them to kind of have those intentions and not have remorse because they think they deserved it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know, I think there's just too much to lose in terms of making a decision like that. You know, if you're married or you've got a relationship, you've got family, etc. you know, do you want to kind of throw that all away? Of course. Or do you want to be able to kind of, you know, conduct your life with you know that sense of kind of having some form of ethics and respect um you know but like i said you know, other people's circumstances might be completely different um and, you know in terms of the person that you may be mentioning that might be the case there and um, with myself i know there's people that have actually um been arrested for carrying weapons and all the rest of it um they're just dicks mm. basically um that's the only way i can explain it is that they, they think they're kind of bigger than they actually are um and there's full on dicks. Um, they don't give a shit about ruining somebody else's life. Um, but I think, you know, may, maybe when we were growing up, they didn't have all that in place. And it wasn't as bad then. You know, yeah. I think there's kind of been that kind of 
there was that really high level of issues around knife crime. It dipped down and then it's crept up again. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think, yeah, there, there's definitely incentives out there. And the one that's happening with the Leicester Police and the Violence Reduction Network is that Lives Not Knives. Um, check them out on the websites. There's more information there. So, you know, if there is anyone that's concerned about any young people that are carrying or potentially looking at carrying, um, there's some great advice on there in terms of what steps you can take to actually speak to young people to prevent them from actually carrying. But my advice would be as a martial artist, if you are worried about walking down the street confidently, um, you know, and looking after who's around you, come and learn the martial arts. Yeah. You know, come and learn boxing, come and learn Muay Thai, come and learn Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, pick your poison. Um, you know, don't think that you're going to become Jason Bourne by watching the fucking TV and all the rest <laughs> of it. That shit is all make-believe. Mm. You know, if, if only someone was going to give me the knife that easy, um, using a pressure point here and there. I'm a, you know, when someone's dead set on wanting to fucking use a weapon on you, they'll fucking What's use it. it. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at it in terms of rage, seven times, 16 times, 28 times, 60 times. How many times is nobody's going to go for a single attempt at stabbing you? The, the rage kicks in and it's going for you like a machine gun. Um, you know, this is the, this is the reality of it. And I think too many people are kind of, you got to fucking train it. And, you know, when we are wearing the white T-shirts and we get the chalk knives out and all the rest of it, you think, oh, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, you're right. But when you look at your T-shirt, you got fucking slashes left, right, centre. That's as real as it gets. Now, you imagine if that was a sharp fucking implement, you'll be off to weigh your knee. And, you know, a lot of the other things that are quite common is the machete attacks. Yeah, yeah, I see the machete on machete. Oh, yeah, it's crazy, horrible, isn't it? horrible, horrible injuries that you can get from that. Yeah, that's, that's just going to maim you or that's going to kill you. Yeah, yeah, straight. Yeah. Like, straight yeah. away. But, I mean, you know, those puncturing ones, you know, when people really go, you know, people that think it's as easy as putting a blade into, you know, butter. You know, I was talking to a Royal Marine. He's like, no, stabbing someone is like putting a blade in dry mud. Mud, yeah. You've got to yeah. put some fucking welly behind it if you want to do some damage. And I was fucking like, oh, you bastard. Um, you know, and when, when you get someone that's had that experience of having to do hand-to-hand -hand combative arts, um, where they actually have that intention to be trained to kill, I'm, I'm listening to them. Um, you know, I'm not worried about, you know, it's got to be easier than that. Uh, you know, it's like they've practiced on pig carcasses and all the rest of it, which oh. is the closest thing to human flesh. Um, you know, it's, it's scary, isn't it? Because you think, you know, somebody has to be in that rage element to really want to do some damage. A little bit of a fucking sensitive topic again, isn't it? I, mean, yeah. I think hopefully next week we're going to lighten it up a little bit. Um, we're going to be talking about martial artists in movies that inspired us whilst we were growing up. Um, Titch talked about Power Rangers at one point. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, hey, listen, Pat, don't you Mighty say Morphy. you know, we tell Mighty, you that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> nobody can nobody can say that they didn't grow up watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah, the, White I, Ranger, I, I, the White Ranger weren't their favourite <laughs> ranger. Oh, you can't yeah. tell me Tommy Tommy weren't your favourite ranger, no? Well, I'll be honest me. with you. I woke up and it, you know, I did sit and watch Power Rangers yeah, man. Power Rangers school. So. Course, man. Power Rangers was the one, <laughs> man. Come on. So Getting just, the Power just Rangers to, sword and shit like that, man. Just to lighten up the mood a little bit in terms of being told up. Um on a serious note, yeah, do do speak to some people um, that are professionals in that field of actually getting young people to not carry knives. But next week, episode nine, we're going to be talking about inspirational martial artists for us and movies that we watched growing up that inspired us to get into martial arts. So we're concluding episode eight, being tooled up. My name is Hawks. My name is Puck. I'm Titch. And we'll see you next week. Evolve. 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 Evolve.